0: it's always something this is a phrase we nomads use a lot something we do not want to hear it's always something but it's the truth and it's an interesting phrase for our times too it's always something that uh, you can say or, or believe and i'm sure people do about the many things that seem to be going on uh, these days and once again I was reminded how important this lesson is and we'll talk about it in podcast 1057 the Bob Davis podcasts live from Parker, Arizona. Well at times like this, I have to say that I really really appreciate as I sit here and swelter in my vehicle here in Parker donations <laughs> to the Bob Davis podcast Ed Kamemeier thank you for $100 and Mindy Collins sending me another $15 she's doing the monthly thing so if you go to the the page at the thebobdavispodcast.com look for the picture of mobile podcast command which is currently stricken uh, scroll down a little bit. You're going to see a yellow donate button. Click on that. It takes you to PayPal. You can set up a payment every month or send me whatever you want, and I do appreciate that. If you really want to help, subscribe to the Bob Davis podcast on Apple iTunes, and then you'll get notifications and the podcast pushed whenever I do one. Uh, also, you can listen to the Bob Davis podcast on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, uh, also Alexa, the whole Alexa platform, which includes Audible and so forth. Somebody came up to me recently and they said, uh, hey, I've been checking out your video channel. And I said, well, there is no video channel. Yeah, but I remember you were in a truck stop in Missouri. Oh, that was that was like five years ago. Oh, yeah, I go. Oh, yeah, I don't have a YouTube channel. I do have a YouTube channel. There's just sort of a, a mess of stuff there. And I don't recommend that anyone goes there because I haven't really activated it. But some people, when they see the logo, they go to YouTube because that's what we all do. So I'll be posting some videos in the near future to tell people to come over to thebobdavispodcast.com and listen to the Bob Davis podcast, because this is really an audio experience and I'm very comfortable with that. So that said, let's get going here. In Parker, Arizona today, it's kind of a cool town. This was, uh, first of all, this is at the confluence of um, State Highway, Arizona Highway 95. And California Highway um, 62, I think. And over on the California side is US 95, which is a two-lane road that connects up with 62 and comes back over to uh, Arizona. So, yeah, Parker, Arizona. This was... I always like to look up the history of these places that I end up in for whatever reason. This was founded as a trading post on the Colorado Indian Reservation, the Colorado River River in the early 1900s this is back when there were no dam projects there was no organization concerning the uh, use of the uh, colorado river for irrigation or power or any of that and parker itself didn't uh, incorporate until i think the 1930s and then it became part of the newly created la paz county in uh, 1983. now la paz county also i believe includes quartzite which is about 20 miles down the road and i'll explain a little bit uh, about how i ended up over here and what i'm doing here in parker one of the cool things about parker is there's an old parker which is down where i am kind of a typical western town i'm kind of fascinated with the structure of small towns across the country in iowa you see a lot of these towns with uh, squares and in florida you see the same kinds of squares they were just built later i think it's a i I don't know whether people people from iowa moved down there but you see them also in ohio and and across the midwest uh they don't seem to have squares so much out west Uh, there's kind of a an old business district and then the county offices are in these old stucco buildings that are kind of constructed with a with a uh a courtyard in between them. So uh, Old Parker is very interesting. Typical, again, uh, western town in the the 21st century. It uh, obviously has seen better days because the new Parker, I guess you could call it, is up on Highway 95, which is about a block from here. So if you keep going on 62, you go into California. If you take a right there on Highway 95, you end up down by the Walmart and the casino. Now, when I was in Quartzsite, we would make um once monthly trips to the walmart in parker or somebody would say i'm going to the walmart and you take a little 20 mile ride to go to the walmart and also down there is the casino where a lot of nomads like to hang out every now and then and it was funny because you get to parker on a particular day and half of the people that you saw in the campgrounds at court site would be in the walmart parking lot and it would be like what is this nomad day at the at the walmart here very interesting so this time i did not plan on coming to parker or spending any time here it's not that i don't like parker i actually do like parker but like I said, it's always something. So the last few podcasts you've heard me uh, doing, reporting on, or telling you where I've been in California and Arizona. So Eastern California, uh, Holtville, which is where the Hot Springs were, uh, or uh, Nyland, which was a town that got burned, uh, almost burned down during one of the forest fires. Nyland is roughly where Slab City is and it uh, also has seen better days dating back to the Sultan Sea heyday which would have been in the early 60s so this part of the country was a very different place in the early 60s late 50s early 40s uh, you know 1930s for sure than it is now because uh, the dam projects have really changed the geographic features here uh, a great deal over the years. The Salton Sea, in fact, I believe was created by a failed dam that uh, eventually filled up this area in, uh, into a huge, It's one. I think it's the largest inland lake with the exception of um, the um, Great Lakes. And, of course, it's a dead lake now. uh, It has a salination level, which is something like three or four, twice the ocean. You can't drink the water. You can't really fish. It's disgusting. (laughs) Don't get me started about the Salton Sea. But they just discovered um, lithium in the Salton Sea. So that could potentially change it. But all along the eastern shore of the Salton Sea are these um, sort of decaying resorts. And or state parks that uh, saw their heyday in the in the 50s and 60s when people used to come to the Salton Sea for um, all kinds of recreation it was uh, it was quite the spot back in the day now I came over here because I was actually headed to Scottsdale uh, and I, I will tell you the reason I was headed to Scottsdale is I don't like Big banks. I choose to use federal savings and loans. And I am affiliated with a federal savings and loan in St. Paul. If you want to use the deposit services or cash a check or something like that, you can go to what are affiliate are called affiliated federal savings and loans. and those change depending on the uh, structure of the the federal savings and loans that you're working with. and uh, it was it's proved to be extraordinarily difficult. So this is a nomad thing, but, Uh, Almost all of us have virtual addresses, and then we forward our mail from our virtual addresses. All my stuff is still back in Minnesota, so technically I'm a Minnesota resident. And, you know, I get my mail forwarded. And I have had clients over the years that have paid with checks. And the most recent problem that I had was I had a number of checks which had been sent to me that i could not i just could not find a way to cash them finally i had to go to big bear to go to a bank you may remember me talking about that went to the bank got in there oh yeah we can do that we're affiliated with that bank in st paul everything's good produced my driver's license only to discover that it had been expired <laughs> since february of uh, 2021. so uh, uh actually november of 2021 So, you know, a lot happened to me in 2021. My mom died, I traveled all over the country, and I was so blissed out, uh, obviously not for my mom dying, but I was so blissed out most of 2020, it never occurred to me to look at my driver's license and see when it expires. And of course, if they sent a notice, I didn't get it because, um, you know, I have a virtual address and I have to have my mail forwarded. So there were a number of steps I had to take before I could deal with the banking issue. I had to, I had my tags that had expired. I had to get my friend back in Minnesota to help me with that. And the driver's license, um, you can renew remotely, but it is quite a task. And you have to get an eye test. And, you know, I had to go to find an eye doctor in Yuma and all of this stuff. This uh, This is the essence of it's always something in the sense that you're always dealing with uh, these issues on the road—you're dealing with male issues, and you're dealing with things that you have to take care of. Um, and you know, we became nomads because of essentially rejecting all of that. So, so many of us don't deal well with "quote unquote" the things we have to do, and that's one of the reasons that often, you know, when you and, you know when you're with if you're rolling with people or if you're hanging out. People will say, oh, my God, my back uh, wheel broke, or I've got to do this, or i got to go back to my mom's house in Tuscaloosa or whatever. And we always say, oh, it's always something. And then people are like, ah, I hate hearing that. (laughs) But it's so true. So, yeah, that was, it's been the mission for at least, it's been months, okay? I got this check, one of the checks I got. Uh, Well, most of them, all of them were from 2021. So it's been that long before I could actually get them into my account And uh, it's just ridiculous. That is why I was headed uh, north and uh, east from where I was to, A, it was getting pretty hot. It's getting pretty hot in the desert, you know, 110, 107. And the heat doesn't bother me so much as all you can do all day is just sit in your vehicle and sleep because uh, it's so hot you just can't do anything out there. So it's time to move north. So the plan was... I'm going to go to the bank. Um, I'm going to deposit this these checks, and then I am going to go uh, up to Northern Arizona, planning on heading north into Colorado as far as I can before I basically have to say, "Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm certainly not planning a trip to the Midwest or the East or the Far West this year due to fuel prices." So uh, the plan is to head north and uh, stop at the bank in Mesa, and travel very slowly uh, on my way to uh, to these northern reaches and altitude, and it will be much cooler uh, and more pleasant for sleeping, for sure, at the higher altitudes this time of the year. So that's the plan. And I waited because I had no desire to. Some A friend of mine is going up to Colorado to be a camp host, and she informed me that uh, I think she's going to... Uh, campground, at something like 8,000 feet, and she informed me that it had snowed there. And remember, it's like June, so I have no desire to encounter that uh, at any time. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be uh, cold. I just want to get. I, I kind of want to break the heat. And it's going to be weird because it's going to feel like fall to me. So anyway, here I am in Parker. What on earth happened, Bob Davis? That you ended up in Parker. So we'll talk about this in the second half of this podcast. Let me ask about corporate wellness. Now, if you work for a company, uh, I know there are corporate wellness programs that are designed to help people uh, not be injured, to help people with the things that they do working, uh, you know, working on computers or sitting for long periods of time, things like that. If you're an HR manager or you work for a company that has co- a corporate wellness programs, let me introduce you to BU Enterprises at BUEnterprises.com or click on their banner at the top of the page at the TheBobDavisPodcast.com because what they can do is reduce workman's comp claims by helping people stretch get inside their body and do these exercises via Zoom or FaceTime or whatever, Uh, and there will be, if there isn't already, kind of a little manual that uh, you'll get that will help you use the toolbox that BU Enterprises offers on the website at buenterprises.com. So I've done sessions with Juliet from BU. She's got a bunch of other people working for her that are doing things for these corporate wellness programs. And I thought, I've done a lot of yoga and I thought, you know, this isn't gonna do anything. I was shocked at how much it helped me. And this was back during the winter when I really couldn't do yoga outside the truck. So thank you, Juliet. Click on the banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com to learn more about BU enterprises I'm gonna start uh, this story that I'm gonna tell you about my truck by stating that it is always good to look at a map because if you look at a map you will see that Parker is considerably west of Scottsdale and if you look more closely you will find that north of Parker is Lake Havasu and if you get as you go up 95 you will realize that there is no way to get over that mountain range to the east without coming all the way back down to uh, Parker, and then and, and then you actually have to go all the way to Quartzsite because you have to take ten to uh, to Phoenix, and then you can get to Scottsdale, and that's basically now you can do sixty, but you can't get from Havasu to Scottsdale uh, by going across the mountains. I don't I not able to find a route so I was not thinking and I would say this I, remember it is always a good idea to look at an actual map and not Google so I went way off course on uh, 95 and I was I was really very close to Havasu there's a BLM campground close to Havasu and I had pulled in there because I thought oh you know uh, I'll just stay here tonight because I realized there's no way to get to Mesa or Scottsdale going horizontal across those mountains now for a long time now remember I've been parked in the desert for quite some time so I haven't been driving too much but when I did I would smell fuel and I I wouldn't smell it in the truck so much as I would get a whiff of fuel every now and then standing by the truck and I couldn't figure out whether I was where I would look under the truck to see if the gas the you know the fuel tank was leaking nope couldn't really see any fuel leaks anywhere. So I couldn't figure out, and I just eventually just, um, you know, passed it off to, well, it's just my imagination. So, so here I am, uh, earlier today, uh, up near Havasu and I'm smelling fuel. Now I'm smelling fuel in the cabin. Uh, and I'm like, what is going on? And I thought, did I run over some, did I hit a rock? Um, In this BLM campground because it was pretty rocky. Did I scrape something? I got out. uh, Well, no, I didn't get out actually. I just started driving and I didn't, again, think anything of it. I'm driving along and uh, I noticed one of the things with an ambulance is people will tailgate you. I don't care how fast you're going, they get right up on your ass. Drives me crazy. And I noticed people falling back and I'm like, why am I smelling fuel? Right? And I'm, I'm following a guy with a boat. And I thought, well, he must have just pulled the boat out of the water. And maybe they had the fuel cap open or something. And it's just uh, leaking a little bit of fuel. And I'm looking in front of me. And I'm like, I don't see any fuel on the pavement as we're driving along uh, 95. Because now I'm headed back. Because I now realize I have to go back to site. And I thought, why am I smelling fuel? And now it's getting worse. And now I notice that there's, uh, there's blue smoke coming out of the engine compartment. And I'm like, I'm overheating. I look behind me and it looks like it's raining behind me. And of course, when you see that, the first thing you think is, oh, I've just blown a hose or, and it's only going to be moments before I start to see changes. So I pulled over at the first chance I could get. And I looked under the truck and it is raining something like raining. Underneath the truck, and I'm like, "What? I I thought I've lost a hose, and I've probably only got maybe, uh, you know, another mile. So I thought, well, at least maybe I can get into this town, and there was some town down there. There's a bunch of these little resort towns along that highway, and I and there was one like four miles away, and I thought, maybe I can get into this resort town." so i'm driving along and every any second i expect the thing to just overheat and stop running which i can't you just can't continue to drive because you'll burn the engine up right so i get to this town i go down in and um There's nobody around, and everything's closed because it's off-season. So I had to go back up this hill, and I thought, this is for sure going to do it. I'm driving along, driving along, and I figure out at this point, you're leaking fuel. That's what that is. It looks like you're leaking fuel, but I don't know for sure. And I am staring at the... Uh, instrument panel. I'm not seeing any heat. You know, the, the the temperature of the engine is fine. I'm not seeing any oil pressure. I also thought maybe I hit the crankcase and I'm losing oil. And you know, again, the thing just kept running. So I thought, well, it's running, so I'm just going to keep going. And occasionally, I would stop and for a couple of seconds, and hopefully, and turn it off to try to, in case it was overheating. Start it up again. Still smelling the fuel seeing the blue smoke, the whole nine yards, and I made it something like 24 miles to Parker. The whole way, no one is following me close. I can't even see out the back windows. There's fuel all over the back of the truck. The brakes don't work because they're too lubricated from the fuel, and uh, I get to Parker, and I'm like, please, God, get me to Parker. This is what I said on the way. Get me to Parker. Get me to a good mechanic. So and please an honest good mechanic so i get to parker and i i know parker i've been in you know back and forth to parker for six months eight months so i know parker i go down past the walmart and the uh the casino turn the corner there at 95 and 62 and here is uh msm racing which is i thought well what is this it's like boat racing or something but they do have this old pickup truck that's uh, this old 59 or 56 uh, Chevy uh, tow truck. And I thought, well, maybe they do mechanic work. And then I saw the sign that said, we do it all. So I pull in, pulled, they have a nice new concrete driveway with a, with a sort of an incline pulled. I'm on, I'm on the street, but I pulled onto the incline and of course turned off the engine and, and there is all this fluid just pouring out of this engine. And I thought, I'm dead. I'm going to have to get a new rig, you know. Got out of the truck and started banging on doors. And there's an RV sitting there. I banged on the RV door. There was somebody in there vacuuming. Could Nobody came to the door. There was a little girl in there. And so I thought, well, maybe she'll tell whoever her mom or dad is. They'll come out and I'll get an idea what's going on. So a door opens up and a guy comes out. And I go, I got a big problem here. <laughs> Like I'm the most important person in the world. I've got a big problem here. He goes, "Well, what's the problem?" I go, uh, "This thing is leaking something." And he goes, "Well, what is it?" And I, I just put reached down, put my hand in the in the fluid, and smelled it, and it was clearly fuel. And I go, "I think it's just fuel." And he goes. Uh, he could see that I was really freaked out. And he goes, well, I can't smell anything anymore. And I go, well, you want to smell my hand? And no, I don't want to smell your hand. Well, what's your name? Bob. He goes, well, my name's Rob. Everybody here is named Rob. And that turned out to be true. So he goes, and this was great. He goes, well, here's the thing. I said, maybe it's a fuel pump. I don't know. And he goes, if it was a fuel pump, you would be stopped. It wouldn't run. Uh, It's probably just a fuel line. So we'll we'll see what we can do and i go well should i should I pull it in or oh no we're actually closed and i go oh you're closed because it was like five o'clock he goes no we're closed and i was like oh okay so what time do you open and he goes 10 and i go oh okay so 10 o'clock i'll be here and he goes no the 10th <laughs> this is like july 2nd now you know july 3rd and I go, oh, so I got, I have nowhere to go. I have, there's nothing I can do. I can't drive this thing anywhere. It's not leaking anymore because I've turned off the engine. So I just said, well, I'll, I guess I'll have to wait till the 10th. And he goes, and there's 30 cars in front of you. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do. And he goes, well, I go, is there something you could do? So they decided they can do something. It's, it's emergency service, so I'm going to have to pay extra, but okay. And... That's what I'm doing, sitting here as we wait for the other mechanic named Rob to get here. We're They're going to take a look at it and figure out what needs to be done. So it's always something. And again, beginning to be that nomad mantra may apply to all of us. And I don't want to affirm that, but it does answer the question, why is this happening to me now of all times? And sometimes it's something we did. Sometimes... Uh, if you look at it, if you if it's something that you did, you review, remember, and you don't repeat the mistake if you can avoid it. Sometimes it's just a random thing. And I hate to say random because supposedly there is no such thing as random in the universe. Maybe, uh, you know, sometimes it's just mistakes. And when that happens, I always look for a reason. Uh, And for me this time, uh, I'm sitting here looking at a church, which is about half a block from I'm not particularly religious. But I think it's interesting that I asked uh, and I asked God specifically for help. I said, you got to help me. I got to get I got to get into Parker and I got to find a good mechanic. And so the mechanic is right here on the corner. And if you look ahead, there's the church. So the lesson is for me, it's like if you need help, you need to ask for help. I don't like asking for help and I don't ask for help very often, even from the higher power. But this time I did. And when that happens when you get sort of this confluence of, uh, of things happening then it's a question of asking what's the opportunity here why am I standing here and as it's happening you just try to work through it uh, as best you can knowing full well sometimes there are good mistakes and uh, good mistakes can lead to confluences or coincidences that may turn out to be really good it's always something but it isn't always something particularly bad so when it happens you have to look up you have to look up you have to stop and look around and forget how pissed off you are or how scared you are for a minute and figure out why is this happening and if there's no you know there might not be an immediate reason but it's in your head to look for one now for me the instance the for instance here is that i found a great mechanic and i don't have to go to minnesota anymore So uh, it's great to have uh, a mechanic that uh, turns out to be someone that I have real affinity for. And and I I recommend these guys at MSM in Parker to any uh, of my nomad friends. They're not cheap, but the other thing that happened was there's a guy here named Roger who lives in an RV on the other side of this complex of buildings. And Roger kind of came around and uh, announced himself. And we've had some pretty interesting conversations while I wait here. And I may have to wait till the 10th. I don't know. And he said, you know, I've, I've known these guys for, you know, 20 years, and they're great. They're not cheap, but they will fix it, and they'll fix it right. And they pride themselves on fixing it right. So that's one of the things that you end up being grateful for. One of my compatriots, uh, in fact, Alicia, heading north to be a camp host, uh, hit a donkey the other night. And uh, I know she's just going through major changes right now, and uh, she would not want to hear her it's always something because it is you're either out of fuel have no money got lost got stuck you know can't there's something wrong with your truck or uh there's some smell coming out of something or you know whatever it's there's always something with this life and you just have to roll with the punches and then you know i think the fun is overcoming challenges or meeting them head on and say okay what do i have to do really appreciating the fact that, that what does not kill me makes me stronger. doesn't mean you go out trying to get killed, but it means that you accept what comes to you head on and deal with it. We uh, Americans, and I guess by extension the whole world right now, uh, has been confronted with one crazy, une- unexpected challenge after another. And... That's the the phrase. It's always something. Certainly uh, describes our experiences these days with, you know, eight dollar or nine dollar a gallon diesel in California, five forty five or five fifty five here in Arizona, you know, whatever we're dealing with. Uh, these are really uphill challenges for us. And and for me, it's like looking around trying to figure out. Well, why is this happening? Why are these things happening? and i could go on you know about why i think it's happening i won't do that because i don't think that accomplishes anything you know uh, you'll do it your own way Uh, but if we lift our eyes and our heads and stop being mad or frustrated or scared uh, for a minute and ask why are we why is this happening maybe we'll learn something very quickly let's talk it's hot and it's getting hot pretty much everywhere across the country you start to see those national weather maps where it's yellow and red and so forth obviously the southwest is always red but uh it's starting to get warm in the midwest over 70 and if you're in minneapolis and st paul that means air conditioning checks with ryan plumbing and heating for home or business because when it comes to keeping all of your systems running and running right Uh, whether it's home or business when you have plumbing or heating or air conditioning problems you want reliable service and that means ryan plumbing and heating in st paul you call 651-224-4771 in minneapolis 612-927-6488 they have been in that location on university avenue for 70 years quality replacement and repair of all plumbing heating and air conditioning systems so very quickly you need to check your air conditioner before you fire it up before the weather gets to the point where it's ninety degrees every day because all winter long that box has been sitting outside creatures are in there bugs Uh, water, all kinds of things. And often people fire them up and they don't understand why their AC doesn't work. Filters, the box outside, and so forth. Call Ryan, have them come do an air conditioning check. And if they need to do anything, they'll let you know. And again, they do quality replacement and repair of all plumbing, heating, and air conditioning systems, residential, and especially business. Ryan Plumbing and Heating of St. Paul. Check them out online at ryanplumbing.com. So next podcast, I'll fill you in on what appears to be the problem here. Uh, we'll get to it in the next podcast. For the time being, it's uh, down to, uh, I think it's Mia's. It's Mia's Mexican Restaurant and Sports Bar for a taco salad. Last night I had the uh, the Mexican steak and it was delicious. I'm sure that the taco salad will be fab. So that's the plan uh, for the time being. Stop. So thanks for listening to the Bob Davis Podcast. Podcast 1057, it's always something. (gasps)